So a disconnect for your annual strategic planning is not so much the role per se, it's turning off the cell phone, turning off the emails, mm-hmm. dedicate your time and your energy and your thought process to only this process and don't allow distractions to derail your participation in the process. You know, go offside if you need to, go behind closed doors, turn off the cell phone, turn off the emails, and just dedicate your time to the process and then get back to those other things when you're finished or in the evenings or whatever. Well, I've actually known organizations that do a very, very good job at this, and they do a style of uh, almost an annual retreat, but not for fun purposes or things like that, but Mm -hmm. actually as a planning meeting, going out to somewhere more isolated, maybe that doesn't have even great cell service to make sure that doesn't happen, but then actually come together with the leadership to have this meeting. And a lot of times it was a meeting of the minds to say, okay, well, what's input and how can we make next year better than the last Hello, and welcome to the Generate Your Value podcast. I'm your co-host, Andy McDowell, founder and owner of Generate Your Value, providing life, leadership, and small business coaching services in the Atlanta area. And I'm Zach Levy, your other co-host. I run a nationwide financial service business with my wife, Megan. Together, Zach and I have the intention to bring you tips, concepts, ideas, suggestions, stories, and analogies from A to Z, which will help you to grow your personal brand and small business in such a way that joy, happiness, and success as you define it for yourself are achieved. We hope to use our gifts, talents, and experiences in business to generate value in your life. And with that being said, let's move to our topic for today. to the Generate Your Value podcast. My name is Andy McDowell, one of the co-hosts, and with me today is my other co-host, Zach Levy. How are you doing, Zach? Great, Andy. It's uh, great to be here on this lovely Tuesday. So we decided to do a topic today about an activity that's done a lot at either the very end of a year or the very beginning of a year, and that is the annual strategic planning process where an organization is trying to have conversations, discussions, and make decisions on what what is our focus going to be for this year to grow the business. So right. we thought it might be a good time to have that conversation with some guidelines to think about when you're engaging in that process. Right. And I've always found this to be the most effective, just a tidbit here, right before the beginning of a new year. So towards the end while you're wrapping up everything just so you can hit that new year running, not delayed. That makes sense. Yeah. Instead of the Hail Mary pass or the go with the flow kind of strategy, you're being intentional. Right. Right. You're starting a new year off with a plan already in place, not right. into the new year and then trying to figure it out. And then trying to figure out as you go, so to speak, you're, you're putting some energy and some intention upon what you want to accomplish as a team. 
as an organization. So we're, we got a list of um, eight things to consider as you're thinking about the process of going through a strategic planning process. So we're not going to get into the nitty gritty of how you actually do the strategy conversations, but more about the environment and the process um, of putting a strategy together. So the first item on the list only deals with companies that have got multiple employees. In other words, you have right. a team, you're not a solopreneur. When when you're a solopreneur, unless you have a business coach to work with, you're sort of on your sort of on your own to make your own decisions of what you want to do with your company. But the, the first item on the list is make sure your your top leadership is aligned. So this is a, a process and activity that your top um, leaders need to take ownership of. They're responsible for making this activity happen and making the key decisions within the process. But before you go into it, those people need to have a conversation and make sure they're aligned on at least what they think the high themes or the high level conversation needs to be centered around for the year. You know, is it business growth? Is it processes based? Is it an acquisition? Is it scalability? What's the major theme for the year? that you're going to throw out on the table and then start putting some details around it with the team. Well, the, the theme of move is one unit, right? If, if leadership's not in that space, then, um, or not aligned, you've got everybody pulling the, the proverbial boat a different direction and we're not going anywhere. Right. I mean, you do, what you don't want to have is conflict. Right being thrown on the table and then the, those that are not the key decision makers are sort of twiddling their thumbs like watching a drama show in front of them. You want to, if you are going to have conflict and drama, so to speak, with the conversation, have it behind closed doors mm -hmm. and get it all ironed out before you start bringing the rest of the team in. That's what this particular point is about. You don't want the process to be derailed. And you really don't get anywhere with the conversation and the time. It's not a good use of people's time. Okay. Second item on the list. So this is one that's for entrepreneurs, business owners. This is, I think, one of the hardest things, especially if you're naturally a micromanager at all OCD. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm talking about myself, if anybody's wondering. But making the decision to either facilitate or participate as, as a leader. But you can't do both. You can't wear two hats, right? Right. I was always told that by one of my mentors. You, you can't wear two hats. Um, you've got to decide. So as they say, working in your business or working on your business, right? As, right. as we would put it. So are you going to delegate, facilitate processes and really empower people or are you going to be more of an action man in the process? Well, you start running, start running into maybe potentially conflicts or your thinking is all over the place because mm -hmm. discussion is going on. It's sort of going in one ear of yours and out the other because you're worried about the facilitation process of it. Right. So you got to be dedicated and focused to one role and not try to play multiple roles in the process. I mean, if you've ever been in an organization where you're in a role of leadership and, you know, the main leader, the business owner says, okay, well, here's this task I want you to accomplish. Go get it done. However, 
then all of a sudden you start the process your way, the most effective way you know how, and then all of a sudden they come down on you and say, no, 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 you've got to do it this way, right? That's where conflict's going to come into play, right? That's where a lot of leadership and management starts to get frustrated with ownership, leaders, things like that is they were, you know, they're on the path, they're getting the job done, and all of a sudden it's almost like because of the job they're doing, they're getting chastised because it's not what the the boss thinks is the best way. Yeah, there's there's multiple things that could come into play when you don't choose what the role is. Right. And you just kind of state it up front so everybody knows. We as a leadership team have decided that Joe is going to be the facilitator and facilitate mm-hmm. this internally instead of finding a external facilitator. And therefore, you're not going to hear any opinions or anything out of him. He's more involved in the process. Right. So don't expect that out of him because that's not the role he's playing. Everybody else that's part of the leadership team will be part of the conversation mm-hmm. and discussion. And just make that known right up front so people's expectations are aligned with what you're trying to achieve. Well, it's just like in any relationship, you've got to set expectations and have clear communication about it. So again, during this meeting, making sure that here's clear defined roles. So, But number three is sort of in line with that, right? So disconnect for your annual strategic planning. It's not so much the role per se, it's turning off the cell phone, turning off the emails. Mm-hmm. Dedicate your time and your energy and your thought process to only this process and don't allow distractions to derail your participation in the process. You know, go offside if you need to, go behind closed doors, turn off the cell phone, turn off the emails, and just dedicate your time to the process and then get back to those other things when you're finished or in the evenings or whatever. Well, I've actually known organizations that do a very, very good job at this. And they do a style of uh, almost an annual retreat, but not for fun purposes or things like that, but Mm -hmm. actually as a planning meeting, going out to somewhere more isolated, maybe that doesn't have even great cell service to make sure that doesn't happen, but then actually come together with the leadership to have this meeting. and And a lot of times it was a meeting of the minds to say, okay, well, what's input and how can we make next year better than the last and having everybody input on it. Right. Absolutely right. All right. Number four, get the right people in the room. Who's the proper stakeholders who, who needs right. to have a voice in this conversation? You know, where are you going to sort of make that cut of the red line? If you're looking at everybody in the organization, where does it need to stop? Right. You know, because it does need a proper balance. You need enough voices and enough stakeholders to be part of the conversation, but you don't want it be it to be so big that it becomes cumbersome in the in the meeting. So it's a balancing, if you will, of trying to figure out what what's appropriate for the conversation. And a lot of that's going to have to do with the size of your organization too. Obviously, the smaller it is, may only be three people in the room having a conversation. If you're only a 20, 25, or Mm -hmm. 30-person firm, it may only be two or three people versus 100 people, 200-person small business, it might be 20 folks. Well, and 
off the top of my head, I can't pull the source, but I've actually heard a talk about making sure as a leader, you've got the right people in your room, right? Many times, actually from a few different sources, but it can really, from a planning standpoint and a, you know, strategical, tactical, from every standpoint in a business, having the right people in that room can It can be a catalyst that can propel the goal forward. It could also, having the wrong people in the room could actually create divisiveness and having, like you said, having too many people in the room, too many decision makers, you get too many chiefs, not enough Indians kind of deal, right? Mm -hmm. And then it just becomes a very divisive, no, I think this, no, I think this, no, I think this, and we never really move forward. Right. So making sure from a leadership standpoint, actually sitting down and having a pre-planning planning meeting. <laughs> yeah, looking at the roles of everybody right. and ultimately at the end, everybody being on the same page on who's making the final decisions. Right. So there's some people there just to provide input and there are others that are actual decision makers or part of the process of making decisions. Mm-hmm. And you just need to... Like you said, in the pre-planning, know who that is and make that known at the very front so everybody knows what their what their roles are. Right. Are the people in the room really going to be able to rally behind what the goal is and then go deliver that to the rest of the organization, mm-hmm. right, and get people bought in, which we'll get to that in a minute. But at the same time, as we're doing this, thinking bigger picture. So... You know, I feel like I've been in a lot of planning meetings where we're getting the very small nitpicky things, but not the bigger goal. Well, it's also thinking abundantly, right? Right. Well, scarcity versus abundance. That's exactly where my mind went. It's it's always better to think with a lot of abundance and scale it back, Mm -hmm. which we're going to sort of get into in the next item. But don't think too small either. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, we used to, within Boeing, we used to do stretch goals. Right. You know, the, the organization, a team would put together what they felt like their strategic goals for the year are, particularly in the financial side. And then the executives would look at it and come back with a stretch goal to sort of pu- push you up a little bit more than what you're thinking is for various reasons. You may want to do that, do that yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, as the organization is think, well, we think this is a good plan, okay, how could we build some, our own decided stretch goals into this to have something to strive or achieve for through the year? You know, one of the things executives of Boeing didn't like was an organization putting together a strategic plan that was very easy to achieve. Right. It's almost laying down. Well, it always pads your results, right? Mm -hmm. You always, you always look... Good at the end because it was like lobbing lobbing a pitch over the right. Instead of, instead of coming in with a fast pitch in softball, you're just lobbing the the ball up over the plate where it's easy for somebody to hit a home run. That or you know, it's like when I went to uh, Georgia State and uh, Tennessee paid Georgia State a large sum of money to come in and play, you know, at Tennessee and just put a whooping on them, right? It's like, oh, this is just a morale game. So, yeah, <laughs> it's the same thing. Yep. 
they often knew if uh, they would call you on it in the very beginning, even before you got through the year, it's like, nah, you're, you're underperforming here. Right. It, it, try it again. Right. <laughs> they, they send it back with a, like a teacher's note, red pen, so to speak and say, nope, not right. good enough. You're capable of so much more than this. And good leadership. That's, you know, great thing about it is having, and if you're, you're at the top of your company and you're trying to figure out those stretch goals, you know, Andy, you know, I've talked about this. That's where having a mentor or a business coach or somebody does like somebody like that. There we go. <laughs> does come in and and can, you know, use some red ink and say, eh, I think if we think a little bit bigger, we can do better. Mm-hmm. Right. And have, it's just like, you know, coming from the fitness field originally, it's just like having that personal trainer, having that spotter saying, no, you've got two more reps. Right. Yep. So I want to keep pushing you to the point that you, you absolutely Trying with all your might can't get that right. that bar and weights above your that's head the only one way more we, time. It's the only way we grow. That's the only. Well, that's way the only we way progress. you're going to be tearing the muscles, allow them to grow back stronger. Right. Same thing with leadership and business muscles, right? Mm-hmm. I think you know for a lot of people, leadership muscles are actually the hardest ones to work. But and here here's one too. Think big, but act small. Right. So even if we're thinking big picture, we can't. We can't try to tackle every single objective that ever existed in business all at the same time. Mm-hmm. So making sure we lay out, again, it's got to be, when we have a rally cry, it's got to be simple. It's got to be achievable. It's got to be something everybody can get behind and understand. And really identifying and going after our top three to five priorities. It's a case of not trying to throw too much on the table where mm-hmm. you're spreading resources too thin. You know, you'd rather have three to five that you know for sure, you put that time and resources behind it, you're going to achieve, as mm-hmm. opposed to throwing 10 out there and you only get about 50% of the way best on any one of the 10. Right. And this also comes, I mean, from personal experience here, this also comes down to morale of the team too. Mm-hmm. Or personal morale. Mm-hmm. Right? Because if we say, oh, we're going to achieve, you know, 14 things this year. And we achieve five. When we're looking at a more than half empty checklist, what does that do mentally? Right. So it just takes wind out of our sails. And well, it's, oh. for me, it's like going on a diet, right? And every every evening or every morning, you get on the scale. You know, at least for me, when I was on diets. You'd have a plateau for like a week or 10 days, and then all of a sudden you lose a pound. Right. Right. So it's not, to me, it's a little demotivating to sit there and weigh yourself every single day and see the same results, even though you you did a really great job the day before with your diet and so forth, you just don't get immediate results. Mm-hmm. And so your morale sort of wanes when you're not getting that instant feedback every single day that somehow things are working. You just- right haven't achieved enough to hit hit that next number on the scale, right? So you might actually be losing 0.1 pounds every day, but it takes 10 days before it reaches a full pound and it changes the number on the mm-hmm. scale. But psychologically speaking, you can get demotivated by it. It's like, I'm doing all this work and nothing's happening. Well, it right. is. It's just not measurable. It's not... Not enough of an event has occurred yet to really move a needle. 
so to speak. So, I mean, I get the whole premise from a morale perspective. All right. So you've accomplished everything you wanted to in the process. You've made a decision as a team. What should be next? It's when we have to debut. We've got to get everybody else on board, right? right? Get them excited about it and aligned. Hopefully you're going to tell them the why, right. <laughs> why the decisions were made. Again, that's why having going back to having the right people in the room, it's getting the people in the room that can clearly understand the message, therefore relay it, relay the why, and get everybody else in other levels of leadership down to, you know, the lowest level employee of the company bought in and get behind it. Right. And understand their position or their, the ways that their role in the company can contribute to achieving it. Right. Like we've talked about before, employees really want to be bit part <laughs> of something bigger than themselves. Right. Right. Which Other, a strategic plan can be for them. Right. Mm-hmm. So you say, here's a, you know, here's our why, here's our mission. And then giving each position a, a reason why their role is so important to that mission, right? For those top three to five. Mm-hmm. And the other part about it is if you want people bought in, you've got to make a huge deal about it, right? Here's where we're going. Here's what we did last year. Awesome. But here's where we're going and here's why. Right. Right. And it's got to be. Don't forget the why. It's got to be in their face constantly. Mm-hmm. Right. Posters, videos, motto boards, everything. Well, it's just like right. branding and marketing, right? You always want the same message going out on a consistent basis mm-hmm. so people don't forget about you, right? I know the, the, the bigger Boeing would, would have their three to five things and they'd make little paper-based things or some kind of giveaway, what would be considered a giveaway with the five things so everybody could put it on their mm-hmm. desk. So it would constantly be in front of them every single workday. Right. You know, what, what the main five things that we as a corporation are working on. So yeah. it's not forgotten. Like you said, just in marketing, TOA, top of mind awareness all mm-hmm. the time. Right. Yep. Because again, if that, it, and that TOA is that's, that's the why. What's the how, the why, and the what, right? It's got to be in front of their face, but especially the why, if, if an employee, you know, is having a crap day at home or something, they show up to work, they really don't want to be there. But then they under but then they remember, oh yeah, this is the mission. I'm part this is bigger than me. Right. It'll, you know, re inspire people at the same time other than them just coming to work. Right. It's we've had a couple episodes where you used a football game as an analogy, right? Right. So this is pick two teams. Uh, the Vikings are playing the Dolphins. Right. And so I just picked two random ones. Don't give me the googly eyes. <laughs> and so the, 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 all the, you know, the head coach and the coaches are sitting around the table on, on Monday, knowing that the Dolphins are coming to town on Sunday. And all right, let's do a SWOT analysis. Where, what are their strengths? What are their weaknesses? You know, how do we develop a game plan strategy for the game? Probably a lot more W's to be but- successful, right? <laughs> That's right. And, and once you together as a leadership team have decided on that strategy, what do you have to do? 
you get out on the field with all the players and you lay practice. it out and you describe the why and practice what you need to practice to execute on the strategy. And hopefully you're going to be successful on Sunday and right. beat the Dolphins. It's, it's no different for the company. Right. It's the same kind of activity and thought process from that standpoint. But it's, it's important that the, the, the Vikings coaching staff gets the players in a room or out on the field and develop a strategy to say, we feel like the Dolphins' weaknesses are X, Y, and Z, and we're going to exploit it with plays, these types of plays on offense to try and exploit the weakness, and hopefully we can score a lot of points out of it. Mm-hmm. Get everybody on board. All right, last item. So it's a feedback loop, right? Right. Well, you you improve what you inspect, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. It kind of goes along with that. Making sure we have status checks at periodic points throughout the year to make sure that we're staying with where we where we wanted to go. Yeah, we have to have a certain rhythm. You need to decide what that rhythm is. Is it quarterly? Is it monthly? Is it weekly? Is it biweekly? What is it? Right. So, and have those on a calendar. Mm-hmm. Right? That's the biggest thing is not, oh, do check-ins every now and then. No, they've got to be, again, we've talked about intention a lot, right? Intentionality. Right. Moving every day with intention in everything that you do. But be intentional about checking in. Have your leaders know when those check-ins will be, right? They should be, again, they should be on the calendars. And really, during that annual planning meeting, being able to say, okay, by, you know, February 1 or whatever, first check-in, here's where we should be. Because we should have metrics to measure against versus what our expectations are. And if we realize, you know, we've stretched a little too far (laughs) in too short of a time, we can adjust. Mm -hmm. Because we've talked about business plans before being an amoeba. It's not a fixed structure. Right. So same thing here. Well, the important, important, important part is the tweaking, right? Right. Yeah, we've had this discussion about business plans. So you don't want to write this 50-page volume on it. You want something simple that's easy to tweak. Three to five. As you, as you go down the road and get more information and validate or invalidate assumptions and so forth. Same thing with a strategic plan is your plan is based off of some assumptions about the marketplace Mm -hmm. or about your company or about your customers or possible disruption from a new entry into your industry and those type of things. And as time goes on, those things may become reality, not become reality or things changed and you need to adjust as you go along. And if you're not having the intention of having those meetings and those conversations on some periodic basis, you'll never, you'll never be able to do that. Right. You might as well just do a Hail Mary. So, you know, we have eight items on the list here, but there may be an argument for number eight's the most important. <laughs> yeah. Because number eight keeps everything else in check. So. So hopefully that's given everybody a good idea of the things you should be concerned with, with the process. You know, this is nothing about details of what the conversation is about, but sort of the process that gets you to a point um, of having a strategic plan for the year, which hopefully fits inside of your bigger, long-range business plan that you're trying to achieve for the company. So once again, we thank you very much for tuning in with us today. Hopefully you took some nuggets away from this that you can use in your own business. And um, as always, 
If what you heard today helped generate some value in your life and your business and gave you some tools that you can take, quote unquote, take home with you, go ahead and give us a follow. Follow us on our journey to generate more value in this world by clicking that subscribe button and maybe help us with a petition to get it changed to follow. But, and then if, you know, hearing this today, you're thinking, man, my buddy Joe could really, could really benefit from hearing this. Mm-hmm. Give us a like, share, share the link, send them the link. And uh, you know, make sure they follow as well to make sure they don't miss an episode every week. And we will be right back here next week. Yeah, so have a great week and a great day, and we'll see you next time. Take care. Thanks. Thank you so much for joining us today on this episode of the Generate Your Value podcast. If you find our conversations to be useful in your life, I invite you to subscribe to our podcast so that you don't miss an episode. You can find me online on Instagram at The Fitzpreneur, Facebook, and LinkedIn. For information on my coaching services, if you're in the Atlanta area, go to www.generateyourvalue.com. You can also find me and my company on LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Simply search for Generate Your Value on those platforms. Once again, thanks for joining us for today's podcast. And we invite you to generate your value in this world. Mm